You're listening to First Basel. Welcome to First Fossil, a show where we learn together how to take that first fossil toward becoming the best versions of ourselves. My name is Candice Olushala, and today's special guest is actually someone that I'm resonating a lot with based on her journey. So she is a retired physician, now certified weight loss coach. So I'm actually very excited for her to share her first fossil experience. So without further ado, please welcome Laura Desans. Hey, Laura, how are you doing? Hi, Candace. Very well. Thank you. Awesome. <laughs> thank you for having me here. Now, thank you for being on my show. I love, I love meeting new people. So this is exciting. I would just love to hear more about your story and share it with my audience. But first <laughs> off, how, how have you been? It's been a very interesting two years. So just in general, how, how have things been for you? This year? This last year? This past year, 2020, I feel like just yeah, it has, been, um, has been different. So Very different. Yeah. But, you know, I have a specific situation because I, I had my second baby uh, just before the pandemic. So it was March uh, 2020, <laughs> which oh, means that goodness. we have been, um, well, I could say a little bit distracted by this. So it's not for us being here lockdown. We we have I am in Switzerland right now, mm-hmm. and we had a lockdown which was very short in time. I think it was um, kind of one month more or less. But we could get out. So it was just a, a matter of uh, some um, magazines were which were closed. But otherwise, we could go to the forest, we could have a free life, let's say it like this. So here, fortunately, has not been very um, cont- um, very important for us, this. Okay. But, for example, in terms of uh, joining our families, I am uh, from Spain, I am from Barcelona. So my family, for example, don't know yet my second son oh. which is uh, they they just know them uh him <laughs> by <laughs> by the video you know oh yeah so it's every time that there are some holidays my my older kid who is uh 7 years almost uh who has holiday it's like okay on october we are going to go to spain and present <laughs> introduce our second uh, kid uh, to the family but it's not it's never the best moment, you know? Right. So we were decided to go now in, at Christmas time, but with this Omicron, we just yeah. told ourselves, okay, we are just going to wait till Easter and hopefully there when he's going to be two years old. Oh. <laughs> he's going to meet the family, really, you know? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, it's... It's a little bit different, you know, it's circumstance of life. I think that um, this is what happened uh, here. And I think that there's a lot of things to to learn about this. And especially when we look at this situation globally, you know, 
Yeah. So I think that there's there are a lot of message messages behind this uh, pandemic in yeah. terms of in, as an individual person, but also collective. Yeah. So, yeah. man, that's really good. That's a lot to take in. I think just because it's that level of uncertainty that we've had for the last mm. couple of years and you have this exciting news and honestly, very grateful for video anything right now, because I think we've, a lot of us have missed out on those big moments with our families and what we would mm. usually do in person. We're having to be grateful for the technology that we do have to try to stay connected totally. and keep people updated. So I, I'm glad that you guys at least got to show your family your newborn video and that that was available, but I'm sure it's going to be really great when you actually get to connect in person and they get oh, to sure. hug up on them and up on mm. them. So that'll be really nice for sure. I can relate to that. I was, I saw my younger brother this year for the first time since my brother and sister-in-law got married in September of 2019 because um, mm-hmm. medical school and then I was in, I was doing my pharmacy work. And so we just never connected after the wedding and then the lockdown happened. And I'm like, when am I seeing my brother? Like I miss him. Um, so I finally got to see him last year for literally 24 hours. So Wow. That was like, I, I was like, <laughs> better 24 <laughs> basically, but I was, you know, after the year that we had, I was like, I'd rather have him for 24 hours than no hours, sure. you know? So I just wow. like soaked that in a lot, but that's, that's the world we live in right now. It's very unexpected. Normal is not really a word anymore. It's been pretty much been tossed out of our vocabulary at this point. So just Still in this, what what is 2022 going to be like for us? Where are we headed as a world? I think that's the big question right now exactly. that everyone's kind of looking to see unfold. So yeah, a lot of, a lot of changes, but I'm glad that you guys have been healthy and, you know, congrats on mm-hmm. your second born. That's yeah, really exciting you. too. Yeah. So why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself from your perspective? Well, so I am a, a mom of uh, two lovely kids, and I am from Barcelona, but I am living in Switzerland since almost 10 years this year. This was my dream since I was uh, a little child to, to go to uh, live in an Alpine country. So for me, it was changing the beach to the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the reason why I am here in, in Switzerland with my husband and my, my two kids. And I am also a retired physician and certified uh, weight loss coach. I have always been passionate with all which is related with healthy lifestyle, nutrition, and mental health, especially. Mm. Um, I am also very concerned about the world we are living in, and especially thinking about my kids. What kind of world we are living. To yeah. Them. So because I am very concerned on this, I think that investing on the education of my kids and investing as well on mental health, it's very, very important. So yeah. this was what dro- uh, drove me to, to coaching, in fact. And I truly think that if everybody knows these two skills that have never been taught, at least here in, in, in Europe, 
at school, which are mental management and emotional management, we could have so different world and better world that I think that this is, this can be very, very powerful, really. I resonate a lot with what you just said. That is beautiful. And I, I grew up with a, I have my dad as a psychiatrist and he's very much into mm-hmm. that nutrition and mental health, but like emotional health and mm-hmm. your, your physical well-being and how all of those things kind of, they connect with one another and they affect one another and being in tune with all of that is really important. And it is a conversation, even in the U S that we're just barely scratching the surface of now. And I think the pandemic has actually helped highlight the exactly need for this. So exactly. I'm, can you unpack that? Like, how did you, how did you go from retiring as a physician to being based, I guess, basically an entrepreneur, but in mm-hmm sense and when did this happen so all started in fact in my second maternity um, I have um, thought about taking a maternity leave uh, of 10 months just to be with my second kid and also with the first one and uh, I what I was my idea was to always come back to the medical practice because this is what I was a physician you know and and I really loved medicine what I was doing this was my my childhood dream to become a physician Um, and this was something that really resonates with me but as for me at least each maternity I think that a lot of women uh, women can relate to this each maternity it's like a rebirth somehow Mm. inside of us you know it's an opportunity to get to know me um, better and to tap into my deepest desires. So when I was in this maternity with all these ideas, I uh, came across with the podcast of uh, School of Coaching and that blew my mind. Mm. I told myself, oh my God, I need, I want to do this. I want to do this certification, but it was not for working as as a coach. My husband actually ask me, do you want to be a coach? And I was, no, no, I am a, a physician. Just, it was my gift for my 40s, in, in fact. So this was my gift that I offered to myself as a self-development and also thinking about my kids. I wanted to equip them with all these tools of mental management and emotional management because I, th- I know that they are not going to learn this uh, at school. So that's when I, I started. At that time, I didn't know this, but I think that my, my first puzzle really starts there. Mm. You know, I, I didn't know at that time that my journey as an entrepreneur started there and that this was really uh, be life-changing for me. So it was the beginning of um, my new me. <laughs> I'd say it like this. I love that. That's really cool that it, it kind of, caught you by surprise is what mm-hmm. it sounds like yeah. yeah and a lot I think there's there's bravery in something catching you by surprise enough to shift your whole career and make you yeah. make a a pivot basically mm-hmm. so what was it that allowed you to decide I don't want to just get certified just to have this as like this cool gift to myself in my forties. But Mm -hmm. I think 
I want to retire officially and then actually pivot into this certification and pour into that full time. How did you how did you even come up with that? What was that mental shift or that emotional shift that led you to that decision? Mm-hmm. So it was while I was doing the certification and learning all those tools, for me, it was so uh, essential what I was learning. And at the same time, so powerful, you mm. know, that I thought, oh, my God, this is really this is so needed right now, especially right now in this world. So I told myself, OK, it's OK to be a physician. I really love this. But why not try something different? Because I think that this my impact will be much important mm. by really coaching people and teaching them how to use the tools and, and develop the skills to manage their mind and, and their emotions, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so it, it's about discovering all this. Right. Discovering how to be um, aware of our own thoughts and see how our thoughts impact in our life and how we can manage this, how we can process the emotions or how we can just change our thoughts because they are always optional. Right. And while I was doing the certification, I realized how many times I was using without knowing some tools, especially emotional tools to uh, achieve what I wanted. And sometimes uh, emotional tools that block me to get what I wanted. Mm. And this, you know, knowing that there's neuroscience behind this, showing this, that this exists, that it's not a coincidence in my life or something that happened um, because um, I was there at that time. Uh, for me, it was like, no, everybody should know how to do this and mm. really uncover what you are really, who you really are and why you are here for. Mm. Yeah. Uh, have this permission, you know, to, to really create what you want to create. Yeah. I love that. The permission, but it's like you, you giving yourself the permission to be exactly who you're supposed to be, but it takes, it takes hitting that level of mental and spiritual and emotional connection with yourself to, to recognize who you actually are and everyone actually has access to that but not everyone realizes that they have that access. Exactly. That's it. So wait, what, if you don't mind me asking, what type of physician were you? I was a family physician. I've always uh, have a lot of interest um, getting to know all the family, you know, all the context, not only the person, but that person having different um, medical issues and how that person was relating with the world around her or him and their family members as well. So it helped me a lot to understand a lot of things and understand how our mind works, actually. Wow. So it was quite interesting. And you were a physician for how long? I have been working uh, for 15 years. Wow. So and that's, I, yeah. that's like, even, that's not even including the schooling. So... That's like no, an additional. Exactly. So it way. would be a 21 years. Uh, yeah. Okay. So you were, you have 
20 plus years of pursuit of medicine and Mm -hmm. pursuit of this uh, esteemed title in the world um, to Mm -hmm. to call yourself a physician and, and to have earned that, have to gone through that training to be what you are and what you, and to do what you do is highly revered all across the globe. And then to make that shift into becoming a coach and recognizing that, that that's a different title and it might be seen differently in the world. It's even to a point where not everyone even understands what that means. So what was your emotional journey in that transition when you decided, I think this is actually something mm-hmm. I, I should be doing full time? Uh, I was feeling, I would say from one side, very excited mm-hmm. because, you know, it was like, hey, I allow myself to create what I want to create. So it's about creating your life on purpose. What mm-hmm. kind of life do I want? So I wanted, especially have a free lifestyle. Mm. You know, so I didn't, I, I wanted this independence of location and flexibility in schedules and so on. So for me, this was very important. And also, you know, all those thinking about uh, when I was working as a physician, I have seen thousands of um, people who were struggling with their weight. And most of them, especially those who were more than 45 years, 50 years, had Mm. at least one chronic disease. Mm. Chronic disease are what we see the most in the consultation, which is hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, or diabetes, Diabetes. metabolic syndrome, some kinds of cancer. So all those chronic diseases are coming from our modern lifestyle. Mm. Okay. And obesity or being overweight too. So what I have observed is that those people who had uh, those illnesses, when they were trying to lose weight, they were losing weight, actually. Most of them, they were losing weight. And their uh, diseases started to improve. But the problem was always the same. Once they gain it all back, which happened 95% of the time after some weeks or months, their diseases starting to, uh, started to get worse again. Mm. So in fact, studies show that only 4% of um, people who lose weight reach to maintain it. Only 4%. This is crazy. And you know, this is because the actual, the current approach of weight loss, it's only focused on calories in and calories out. Right. And if you really want to, lose weight permanently you have to change your identity Mm. it's much more about changing your thoughts and also managing your emotions because a lot of my patients were uh, at the time quitting their diets because they were feeling demotivated or deprived or just were fed up of counting calories for example so all these are emotions and our emotions are coming from our thoughts. Yeah. So it was like, okay, I have been practicing medicine. I have seen that there is a lot of things to do, but as a doctor, I cannot work doing this. You know, as a doctor, you, you have to make diagnosis and treatment, but we don't have time to coach people. Mm. And especially in terms of mindset and so on. So I told myself, well, 
I think that here I can blend my medicine with all the tools that I've learned during the certification. And that's actually what I am doing. Uh, so I am helping uh, women. I am focusing on mom entrepreneurs to lose weight permanently, working on mindset and emotional work. And also, or which is uh, about body, of course, or which is nutrition and, and having a healthy lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. That concept of realizing that it's not just about the action, but the support of your mindset and your emotional set to to sustain the action mm-hmm. right because we are anybody can lose weight any day like that that's an that, that's something that we've learned how to do when your thoughts and your feelings are fighting you every day exactly. in what you do that's ex- that is exhausting and it's no wonder that a lot of us just gain it right back because we're tired of fighting within our own selves the entire time mm-hmm. Or thinking that because I lost the weight, the weight now defines my, my, my joy and my peace and my contentment and And my worth and your worth. Uh Right. And so then like, if there's a slight change, all of a sudden Mm -hmm. you are like your whole mindset is gone. Like you've lost it all and you gain it back. You gain it more. I resonate with this. That was my story for such a long time. Just the going to doctors and I grew up a very sick kid. So mm-hmm. I was constantly in and out of doctors and, and getting scoped and being diagnosed and re-diagnosed and scanned and people didn't know what was wrong. And the, the most common response was, well, if you lose weight, it'll all go away. And in my head, I, so that was like something I was taught from a very young age, probably like age 11, 12 is when doctors started telling me that all of my problems would go away with the mm-hmm. weight loss. So I, I fought for the almost the majority of my life from there on out to have this miraculous thing happen, right? Mm-hmm. And finding out at the end, it was great in the moment, but it was actually not that sustainable and I'll be all right. So I love that you, you connected very quickly with the concept that the change in your weight doesn't even define who you are. Like you no, should be able to know and understand and love yourself every step of whatever exactly. size you are, but are you healthy? Right? Like, are you yeah. healthy? Are you happy? Are you, can you wake up and say like, I love me? Even though today might be hard, Mm -hmm. that's okay, right? Like today's hard. I still love me. This was a struggle. I still love me. This was frustrating. I enjoy being with myself. Like, can those things live simultaneously in the the weight loss world? And even medicine doesn't necessarily have, like you said, have the time to have that Mm -hmm. conversation. It's more of the, can you get the results of the weight loss? Exactly. Yeah. It's just like the paper, like lose 20 pounds or 50 pounds and see you in, in two months, you know? Yep. So, and, and as you told now, this is very interesting. And I think that this is something that we have to understand because we tend to think that I am going to lose weight. And when I lose weight, I will be happier. I will be confident. I will love myself. I will love my body. I will be healthier. 
but the thing is that all those things that you want, that you think that losing weight are going to give you, in fact, are the things that you have to start to develop now. So you have to start right now to work on your self-confidence. You have to start right now to work on yourself, of loving yourself unconditionally. You know, so these are the things that you can learn right now. So as, as, the, long, uh, as the, the journey passes, what really gets you to lose weight permanently is really changing this. So yep. when you love yourself, you are going to be more motivated to stop eating junk food or to question a little bit more, uh, why am I eating every time and overeating when I am feeling stressed or when I feel, feel uh, boredom? I, this, I know that this is not convenient for me and for my health. So what else can I offer to, my, to myself? You know, so right. all these things are the things, these are finally the way to get to the lasting weight loss that we want. Yes. Uh, I, I love that. And I'm curious how you recognizing that it was an identity shift for people, because I know those of us that have practiced medicine to some capacity, any doctor of insert medical degree here, we've, a lot of us are either told or accept that that's where the world or we see our identity in. I identify as a pharmacist and I'm proud of that. And like the world is proud that I'm proud of that. Like they want me to be proud of it because they know there's a lot of money attached to that. Right. So it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's this, it's weird when you think about it, once you've stepped out of it, that you were like this in that space. Been, yeah. Right. This has been the most challenging for me, in fact, you know? Wow. So from one side, I was feeling excited to create my life on purpose. And from the other side, I was feeling scared, you know, mm-hmm. it was about thinking, losing my safe and real career as a doctor, you know, you're, and especially because this was my, my child, um, childhood dream. So I have been practicing. I am a doctor. I am a physician since I was eight years old, you know? So yeah. everybody was laughing at me when I was selling, you know, <laughs> I was a little child and I was just uh, telling everybody, I am a traumatologist or an orthopedist, <laughs> you know? So just yes. because I wanted to rap all the day, you know? But it started like this. So my identity as a physician is there since so many time uh, ago. And just to think about changing this and go into a new world, Mm. even if it was new, I also think that I have somehow been a little bit a coach since ever. But even if I have always been a little coach, (laughs) okay, changing this identity for me, it has really been very challenging and also losing this um, financial security, of course, mm. as a doctor, you know, only it's very easy. So the most difficult it's studying, entering on the faculty of medicine and studying a lot and working a lot. But once you are there, no problems. You have always client uh, patients, you have a, a good money, you know, and now it's like starting from scratch starting this journey of entrepreneurship where I didn't know anything about this, anything about marketing. I hate social media, you know? So it was so many, it has been so hard for me to, to learn 
uh, all the things in, in such a short amount of time. So when I look at myself, where I am now and where I was two years ago, I tell myself, oh my God, there's so many things I've learned, so many skills I have developed, and so many things that I consider creating in the future that I was never thought before that I could even think about this, you know, that I told myself, oh my God, where I will be in the next two years or five years, 10 years. So really it's, it's, it's exciting to see how much I am growing. And mm -hmm. this is really what you have to expect if you want to start your entrepreneurship. It's really about personal growth. Yeah, for me, it's much more challenging this than studying medicine. And I was never an excellent student. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I had, I studied a lot. I am also very determined, consistent. At least these are skills that are helping me as well in, in my journey as an entrepreneur. But yeah. So was there a part of this journey where you were doing both family medicine and coaching like on the side or did you just go I got my certificate I'm leaving medicine and I'm switching and how did yeah. you make that decision to fully switch mm -hmm. I I just went all in uh into developing my coaching business and I decided this because as I told you before one of the most important things that I wanted to create for me is this life, uh, a free lifestyle. So mm. I told myself, if I start this journey hassling, working from one side here in Switzerland, minimum 40% of the, uh, of the time. So it is about uh, 30 hours per, per week, more or less, plus starting developing, growing my business. Would say I, I won't see my my kids, and this mm. is exactly what I don't want. So I told myself, no, you are going to go all in, and you are going to start living right now the life that you want. So mm. of course I have I had a lot of money saved. And by the way, this is something that I recommend if anybody is thinking about leaving the corporate job and start the entrepreneur. Um, journey mm -hmm. to have at least I would say one year of a salary uh insured mm -hmm. to develop uh your business yeah how was that conversation with your husband because I'm, I'm sitting here thinking like me I'm single I don't have kids so making that transition for me was on me it didn't affect mm -hmm. a family I wasn't supporting anybody else so how did, how did you, how did you have that conversation? Cause I feel like a lot of people, they feel responsible and they, they're like, maybe if I was in a different season, I would be allowed to do this, but because it's not just me, it's my spouse, it's my kids. I might have to take care of my parents and all this stuff. And now I feel the weight of that. How do I approach my family to tell them I, I really think I should be making this shift, but I want to also make sure I'm not being reckless or inconsiderate about those that will be affected by it outside of myself. Mm -hmm. So how did you get the opportunity to have that conversation 
for your family? Yeah, so I remember I I shared from the beginning. Um, all, so, of course, this was nothing that I've decided once I started my journey. When Once I started the certification, you know, it was... It, it, my ideas has been changed and evolved. So this is something that I have always shared with my husband. Mm. And uh, it's, it's interesting because for me, it was very clear that this was what I really wanted to do. But the mental shift of my identity uh, was still not there. So it was like, okay, I started, in fact, my, my coaching business, but I was always telling other people when I met other people, oh, I am a physician. Well, I am a retired and now I am also a coach. You know, it was not coming natural for me to tell, hey, I am a weight loss coach. For me, it sounded a little bit strange. And I could see that also uh, my husband as well. So he was telling me, well, Laura, when she was uh, talking to her, uh, his friends, well, she is now doing um, medicine and uh, coaching uh, at the same time. And, you know, when their people were no longer there, I was like, no, I am no longer a physician. I am not, of course, I will be always a physician, but I am not doing medicine. You know, if you tell people she's still doing medicine and coaching, it's not exactly what I am doing, you know. But I realized that I was also with this identity crisis. Mm. You know? And since I have just stepped into my life coach vision and identity, this has no longer. So now he's always telling no, she's a coach now. Mm. You know, so this was very interesting. And, and as I told you, this shift of identity, this is always required when you have a big goal, a, a, a bold uh, goal, for example, or if you want to lose weight permanently, any lasting change that you want in your life, you have to change your identity. Changing your identity is what is really going to lead you to what you want. To hear the rest of this episode, tune in next week here on First Basel.